0: Hi, everyone. I'm Negar Murtazavi, a journalist and political analyst here in Washington and host of the Iran podcast. And today I'm speaking with Eldar Mamadov, a foreign policy advisor at the European Parliament, joining me from Brussels. Eldar, you've recently written a piece titled How Europe is Undermining Biden's Middle East Agenda, and you specifically talk about a return to the JCPOA and diplomacy with Iran. How do you think the Europeans, specifically the E3, are undermining this return to the JCPOA?
1: Well, uh, thanks, Nigar. Uh, I'm speaking in my private capacity. Uh, So um, I think we should distinguish between the E3, which is Britain, France, and Germany, who are signatures of JCPOA, and a high representative for the EU foreign policy, uh, Joseph Borrell, uh, n- namely in the sense that E3 are the ones uh, who are pushing for uh, for a hard line. Uh, we've seen statements by French President Macron, uh, who suggested that Saudi Arabia has to be included in future negotiations uh, on Iran, uh, with Iran on, on the nuclear program and uh, other issues the German foreign ministry minister also spoke uh, in the same sense uh, claiming that the return to jcpa uh, is not enough and a new agreement is needed and we see that uh, the, this week as uh, we speak uh, in Vienna uh, during the meeting of uh, International Atomic uh, Energy Agency uh, the E3 Countries are trying to push uh, for formal censure of uh, Iran uh, for its uh, violations of the uh, obligations under JCPOA.
0: And why do you think the Europeans are playing tough with Iran and return to JCPOA? Why do you think these um, more hawkish statements and positions are coming out of Europe, especially the E3, France, Germany, and the UK.
1: Well, I think first of all, uh, there's no sense of uh, strategy and or any plan on how to revive JCPOA. So in the absence of it, we have uh, uh, countries like France and Britain uh, who are non-proliferation hawks, uh, and they, uh, they now use the fact that, objectively, Iran is uh, violating its uh, um, obligations on enrichment without taking into account the broader context which is that the US uh, were the first ones who violated the agreement. Second uh, consideration I would say it's uh, to demonstrate the transatlantic unity especially now that uh, Joe Biden is the president and not Donald Trump Uh, so it's in a way easier and uh, being tough on Iran is uh, one way uh, to show the, the transatlantic credentials. Uh, for these countries. And uh, the third consideration, I think it's uh, uh, this is a message uh, to their partners in the Middle East, uh, such as Israel, Saudi Arabia, and the United Arab Emirates, uh, chiefly. Uh, The message that uh, even as US uh, uh, supposedly is opening up to diplomacy uh, with Iran, then these countries, in particular France and Britain, uh, will play the role of sort of good COP, uh, reassuring these uh, regional uh, states in the uh, Persian Gulf.
0: Mm-hmm. And you also worry in your piece that if this impasse is not resolved soon, <sighs> that the JCPOA could potentially collapse and this will set the U.S. and Iran on a collision course um, mm-hmm. towards potentially even a war. Mm-hmm. What do you think the E3 should be doing to prevent this from happening?
1: Well, basically, they should be doing the exact opposite of what they have been doing un- until now, uh, which is uh, to ferment this uh, fantasy that um, more pressure against Iran would somehow create uh, the leverage that can be used uh, in pursuit of that uh, so-called better deal. Uh, so that never worked with Iran previously. That didn't work during the four years of the Trump administration and uh, on the evidence of it uh, it's not going to work with uh, the biden administration either so what the e3 should be doing uh, is uh, to urge the united states uh, to return to jcpa as it was uh, signed agreed in 2015 uh, namely by lifting uh, at least some of the sanctions that would also create political space for uh, for the, the Rohanese government in Iran also to um, rejoin uh, fully uh, the agreement and fulfill uh, their commitments. Uh, it's a big problem that um, the internal predicament of, of the Iranian government uh, and the internal political uh, dynamics of Iran are not uh, appreciated and understood uh, to full extent in uh, uh, in the West including in Europe.
0: Thanks, Eldar, Eldar Mohamed, joining me from Brussels.
1: Thank you.